Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower and we are glad you joined us. If you would like to write to us, you can go to our contact page on warren-usa.com and send us your letter and your prayer request and your questions. Be sure to follow the WIBR Warren Radio on Twitter by using hashtag Warren Radio and hashtag WatchmanIS216. On Instagram, use hashtag Warren Radio. LinkedIn, use hashtag Watchman. You can join us on USA.life or MeWe by using hashtag Warren Radio. Join us on Parlor by at WatchmanDGS and CloudHub by at Warren Radio. And you can listen to our shows through the following carriers Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio. Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Anchor, and Podchaser. And of course, you can go to warren-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com to listen as well. The fall feasts that are coming up are is the Day of Atonement from the 20th evening of September 27th to the evening of September 28th is the Day of Atonement. It's a high holy day. And then the um, evening of October 2nd to the evening of October 10th is the Feast of Tabernacles. And please take time to read the pertinent articles by the Watchman. And this week we feature... Greatest Miracles, Simple Faith. Also, Christian Truth and Warrior Faith. And you can go to danaglinsmith.com to read those articles. And we also have a description of his book you can go read. It's um, Read Nephilim, the 13th Floor, Lucifer Risen. And that can also be read on danaglinsmith.com. And now, I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and also follow us on Twitter find us on Instagram and join us on LinkedIn Hey Dana, how are you doing tonight? Greetings to you I'm doing good. I'm happy, happy, happy. <laughs> you just keep saying that. Well, and you know. I believe it one of these times. Well, the thing of it is, when you look around on the web and you check all the news articles, you look at these people that are destroying the inner cities, you look at uh, the crazed Democrats now during this. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to tell you that we're nuts. You know, that's, that's one of the things, you know, that Israel, the prophet told Israel. They called evil good and good evil. They did. That's they d- what they're doing today. Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't know the truth if it bit them on the butt. People would be a lot better off if they would just disconnect from a lot of this stuff that's going on. You know, get off the Internet. Well, you know, the thing of it is, it is kind of, uh, you know, we're uh, at a time of extremes. 
And that's because it's a prophetic time period right now. We, we are in judgment and shaking. And uh, within all this, we see people on the street literally running to co- create chaos. We've had fires. We've had murders. We've had pillaging. We've had every kind of Just evil you could think of. Direction of all kinds. Yeah. And then you think, well, look at that. And then, of course, we've got a big prayer rally coming up with... Uh, um, Jonathan Kahn in one section and uh, Billy Graham, uh, I mean uh, Franklin Graham in another section. Of Washington, D.C. Of Washington, D.C. is supposed to be one of the largest gathering of Christians ever. And that's this Saturday, the 26th. Yeah, thank God for of it. September. And uh, we, we intend to be uh, uh, involved in, in our own manner here during that time, too. Uh, and then CBN also published uh, an article, I think it was yesterday, it's been going hot and heavy today too, uh, and that is they, there's the screaming headlines, people are running to get saved in the streets down in Florida. So, uh, you know, I've always, uh, knowing the history of America and how hedonistic and lukewarm we've been, it's kind of hard to see that, uh, oh boy, we really do have them running to get saved. Now that would be a grand thing, but the ones that we need running to be saved are BLM and Antifa who are trying to destroy everything. So That's let's right. get it correct. We've got a whole pile of people that aren't running to get saved, but there are people running to get saved. And I think in large part, a lot of the stuff that's been going on in America has shaken a lot of them. I believe that too. Yes. And it, it will. You've got to focus, folks. And uh, up front, uh, we're going to be talking well, about... I just wanted to add one go thing ahead. to that. When 9-11 hit and people were saying we're under attack, they really drew close to the Lord. But after a while, when things went back to normal, they just went back to their everyday life and forgot about God. Yep, they were on the Capitol steps, yeah, remember? So, yeah, and so yeah. now, maybe um, when things calm down and go back to normal that'll the same thing will happen people will go back to their lukewarmness well let's that's hope a, not that's dangerous yeah it is yeah that's a good point well up front uh, tower we're talking uh, on something released by the liberty council and uh, they wanted to talk about the fact that uh, president trump they released this um uh, this press uh, release uh, this last week, it talked about reshaping the federal judiciary. And this was actually, I think, released before Ruth Gator uh, Ginsburg died. And, of course, everybody's looking at this, and, and it, it's just, I won't be watching any of the hearings. I won't be paying attention to a lot of the news. I, I mean, think that would be torturous yeah, to, to sit there. I, I can't do it. You know, uh, the amount of articles that I get coming in are just astronomical. I, I can get just from one news source. I have, I it's it's not uncommon to have anywhere from two to five hundred uh, in the morning waiting for me, and I can clear all those off, and I can have another two to three, four hundred in the afternoon as well. Crazy. I mean, that's just from one source. I mean. We are deluged with this stuff, so I, I can't, I'm just not going to do it. I'm going on a fast from the news. I'll, I'll keep, uh, uh, seriously, yeah, seriously. Uh, I'll go uh, go uh, watch the ants uh, build nests or whatever they do. I'll go check out uh, some of the skunks and see if they still stink as bad. I'll do something. Well, I think the best thing people can do instead of listening to these Arguments go on with the Democrats and trying to um, stop this inaugural, or you know, the confirmation. The best thing people can do is pray. If you don't want to watch, you know, we yeah. should pray for the people involved. Well, you know, the thing of it is, is because of the appointment and confirmations, uh, they have hundreds of capable uh, federal judges. And they affirm that President Trump has reshaped the federal judiciary. Good. And they said that this legacy will last for decades to come, which a decade is 10 years. So you could actually call it a generation. Um, and, of course, Pat, Pat Buchanan was talking about the same thing uh, with the Ginsburg thing. 
but uh, see, when you look at those that hate this, they see Christianity as a form of Nazism. I mean, some of them just absolutely loathe Christians and Christianity. It's too bad. This is the Antichrist attitude that is in America today, and very much so. Uh, Barack Obama and Michelle and a lot of those that were with them, they were Antichrist in, in that particular manner. Yes. Um, He's appointed over 200 federal judges. Now, they expect to ha have that number up to 300 by the, uh, wow. by the time he's out of office. 300. And, uh, Is that this year or in four more years? No, no. That's just by the time he's up for the next one. Oh, no. Wow, that's a lot. I mean, he said it himself. It'll be 300. Uh, now, Obama appointed 55 uh, during his eight years. So when you look at what what's been going on possibly 300 in four years that's amazing and so they went on to say the second third and 11th u.s court of appeals have a republican appointed majority and the president trump has reshaped the ninth circuit which has been notoriously dominated by democrat appointees that's and good. he, you know, so he and President Trump has put in two Supreme Court justices, so he could very well uh, making a lot of stuff. Now, Matt Staver, and he's in the news a lot. He says President Trump has consistently nominated federal judges who are committed to originalism. Judges who interpret the law according to the Constitution are critical for maintaining the rule of law and the proper balance of the three branches of government. President Trump's legacy in reshaping the federal judiciary to one that respects the rule of law will last for, for decades. Now, see, I believe that absolutely. There is no doubt that's what he's done. And uh, we needed somebody to come in here and put a stop to this nonsense that these liberal Democrats have been doing. Yes, that's and it's, right. And it started, of course, clear back with Bill Clinton. And the problem you had, too, is that under the Bush, you know, um, they didn't help us any in that regard at all. Uh, so uh, the last one to really make a difference and reshape things was President Ronald Reagan. And he actually instilled some pride back in this country. So at any rate, we do have a lot of stuff happening. And you know it and I know it. You have an election. You have a lot of things going on. You still got a number of Democratic... Uh, run uh, cities uh, you got a number of democratic run cities and you got uh, I think five uh, democratic states that are pretty much ran and all of those are having trouble right now the the highest uh, unemployment I, I believe if I can recall correctly is in these democratic regions the the highest unemployment in the US is in those regions uh, and, and it's not surprising because uh, they've allowed uh, Antifa and BLM to totally destroy businesses. And uh, now they're being deemed by the Justice Department a certain uh, notification. It's akin to being totally unruly and uh, not protecting their citizens at all. So at any rate... That will cause another trouble uh, to go on with them. But, you know, and this is one thing, Tower, and that's you take Washington and California and you take even Washington, D.C., they want to make a state. You have New York City. Now, see, those don't belong to the people. This is the United States of America, and it has all of these states, and these, these states were formed together within this Constitution. That's right. And no few, and this is the thing that is damnable in this, we have, like in Seattle, a minority of, what is it, uh, six, seven, or eight council members, whoever it is, whatever the number is, I don't know. But they're able to constantly... You know, they've overruled the mayor, and they're able to dictate that you can get rid of all the police, or a lot of them. Oh, I just they're able to dictate exactly how that city should be going. And see... Uh, I don't think they should have that much power. Well, they don't. And it was pointed out by the warrior, because he knows this. He was involved uh, in politics uh, here at the state level, even. And he said that they are required to... Uh, pledge allegiance 
to defend the United States Constitution and also the Constitution of their state and their city. So the bottom line of it is they're not pledging this thing to, uh, you know, to protect it. In fact, they're doing the opposite. So there is some major problems about lawlessness, and this thing uh, cannot keep going. And if, if somebody doesn't get this straightened around with these, with, uh, in some of these liberal cities, then it's not going to pan out very well for anybody. And uh, so we're going on. And uh, this comes from a UK uh, particular organization. It's called Christian.org. And uh, from the looks of it, it looked like kind of a... Uh, they have to be really careful over in the UK as far as what they can say. And, and even in Europe. A woman uh, who announced on live television that she wanted to go to Dignitas to die. Now that, what does that tell you, Tower? She wants to kill herself. Yeah, euthanasia. Yeah. It says that she abandoned her plans after undergoing a new treatment, which has left her feeling reborn. See, this is the idea that when you commit suicide, for those that do commit suicide, my cousin committed suicide. He was very, very, we were very close. We grew up together. And, uh, so I know what it's like to lose someone. And the thing of it is, is that when you do that, there's no help. <laughs> Nobody can do anything. You get it? <laughs> you know, I mean, nothing. And thank God this woman changed her mind. But she does suffer from cystic uh, fibrosis. And uh, she was willing to go to Switzerland to be killed. They can do that legally over there. And it, it affects the lungs and digestive system. And, of course, that stops your breathing. And you can't gain weight, apparently. And, uh, and so she began to fear coronavirus because they played it up so much, thought she was going to get killed, uh, that she would die. And so she decided that maybe that's what she needed to do. And she's 40 years old and come to find out there was a new treatment. And uh, she started taking it and it increased her lung capacity by 10%. And so she said, I don't feel like I'm dying anymore. She, she needs healing in the name of the Lord. Yes, amen. And she, gains ten, she gained 10 pounds. She no longer is breathless and exhausted. And uh, in two weeks, it shot up to 60% improvement in her lungs. Now, that's a wow, lot. Wow, that's amazing. So in the early, it was 10%, but over time, it, uh, it's 60 So, so you know, she, gained, she went from 30% lung capacity to 60 in a few short months. See, and that's this, amazing. Praise see, the Lord. See, in England, Wales, and Northern Ireland, if you encourage or assist anybody in attempting suicide and uh, you commit an offense the maximum prison sentence is 14 years for helping somebody wow and uh, you know and, and she said we already have to fight to live a right to die would be a huge and frightening burden but the thing of it is um well, that was Baroness Campbell, who was a disabled peer, um, because they didn't like the the bill to legalize assisted suicide, which was, uh, well, it was defeated, so apparently she liked it. But at any rate, the one woman is, is what we're really covering here, Jenny yeah. Thornton. That's good to hear. Yeah, it is. And, of course, in our shorts, news shorts, you know, Tower, I should never be uh, amazed that we're back in India again. Oh, I know. Or Iran or Nigeria or... Yeah. Yeah. Well, an Indian Christian uh, non-governmental organization 
says they have documented documented a little under 300 cases of Christian persecution in India. That's just the first half of 2020. Wow. So that would be if it was it was uh, in a year that would be 600 if it doesn't increase about a little that, under that's 600. That's the same rate, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Christian persecution it, it's just hard to believe. And the, actually, it's the Hindu nationalists that are recording some of those, probably to celebrate. I don't know. And uh, what they're doing is taking videos of it and then circulated on social media. Facebook India has 33 million users. Wow. And a lot of those, of course, are Hindus. That's how they get organized. You want to stop it, prosecute him, uh, monitor Facebook. Yeah. And so they circulate the videos on Facebook. Uh, and these videos, of course, show t attacks on Christians. And they know that once they circulate them online, they will incite hatred and, of course defame the Christian minority of India and it makes others want to go do it too. And of course it, they accuse them falsely before they, they don't even get a chance to even, and we've seen this time and time again. And, and it's not just India either. Pakistan is just as bad. Yes they are. And radical nationalists accuse Christian leaders and evangelists of uh, forcefully converting individuals to Christianity. Which and the local police you know overlook it. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, most of them are just trying to live with them without getting killed. But see, the Lord has an agenda to save people. And if he finds someone that you know, is really interested in knowing the truth, he'll reveal himself. And we've reported on that a lot. And when they get saved and turn to the Lord and, and renounce um, Islam and Hinduism, you know that they have a true um, conversion and a taste of God because they know that he's the way, the truth, and the life. Well, you know, that's that's true. Like in America, where I think sometimes, a lot of times, we're so wishy-washy about things. But these people, they know, they've seen the persecution of other Christians. Well, you know, when you get right down to it, when when you look at them, every one of them that comes to the Lord, it costs them something. Exactly. You know? And you don't become a Christian without counting the cost over that's, there. That's right. And so, at any rate, in Iran, three Christian converts have fled Iran. They were facing a combined 35 years in, in prison. And I've, and I've seen others uh, doing this. And uh, all these cases, there were five cases all together, and they were all interconnected, traced back to a December Christmas celebration. Huh. And uh, we've reported a lot of times on Christmas in these areas. Almost invariably, the Christians are celebrating Christmas, and that's when persecution hits them. And y you can find this in a lot of areas. They're targeted because of their Christian celebrations. So here in America, all we do is get a bunch of gifts and uh, get fat and uh, eat a lot of sweets and enjoy our family and we live peaceably. But you go over there and celebrate Christmas and you could be dead. Yeah. So at any rate... I don't know, when you look at Iran, there is a lot of uh, 
a lot of people come to the Lord over there. Yeah, we reported on that last week about um, them. And because they don't have the word, they're a shallow church. You know, they're shallow. So they need they need prayer. They need Bibles in there. They need to get the word of God in there to strengthen them and deepen them. They do. And so uh, we do have another one here. Are you ready? Uh, from California? Yeah. Yes, this is California's this is California's tyranny and it ignores religious freedom. And we've all heard of that pastor John MacArthur from the mega church. Um It's the Grace Community Church and he defied orders and was having church and now, of course, they've come against him, and um, the court is blocking the mega church pastor from holding worship services indoors and outdoors as well, without following some rigid um, rules and regulations that they've put up, and um, they're the, his lawyers are disappointed. Because the the court did not take into consideration the U.S. and California state constitutional protections for churches, um, and they the ruling failed to apply the appropriate constitutional standard of review, according to the Thomas More Society, and those attorneys are representing MacArthur and the Grace Community Church. And the community health official says the church has repeatedly violated public health and court orders needed to slow the spread of COVID-19. And, um, you know, they didn't, they take into consideration, the county takes in consideration that 1% or one in one in uh, one one hundredth of one percent of Californians with a virus apparently win over the U.S. Constitution and religious freedom for all. That is not what our founders said, nor is that what God says, who gave us our rights that our government, including the judicial branch, is supposed to protect us. MacArthur said the scale should always tip in favor of liberty. And especially for the churches, but here they're they're trying to control everything and stop this, and I just am totally opposed to it. And his uh, special counsel Jenna Ellis called the court order a temporary setback, and they're going to keep fighting because he has every right to hold worship services. And um. While the judge did go out of his way to repeatedly state that he is not ruling on the merits, only a ruling of this very preliminary stage. And it's still harmful to the pastor and to the people that attend his church because he has every right to hold church and they have every right to attend. And church is essential and no government agent has the runaway unlimited power to force churches to close indefinitely. And the country's argument was basically, because we can, which is the very definition of tyranny. And without limiting government powers in favor of freedom and protected rights, we have no liberty. So we, they're going to keep, Ellis said, we will fight for religious freedom for, as our founders did when they wrote the First Amendment. Well, you know, there's been a number of cases uh, over this time, and there's been federal judges that ruled that everything that that uh, uh, all these mayors and, and governors are doing, uh, telling these people they can't do stuff, it violates their constitutional rights. It does. That's right. Now, I don't know how you're going to get somebody to rule on it and tell the rest of these federal judges to butt out. 
But the bottom line of it is that something needs to be done. Uh, and, uh, you know, th this is just one of the things there. You know, I mean, I have one, one word for all of them, uh, all the judges. Nobody's going to tell me when I'm going to pray, where I'm going to pray, how I'm going to pray, or if I'm going to meet with other believers. Just They're not going to tell me. I don't care what they say. Screw them and the horse they came in on. Well, the problem is they, they are prideful, and they take it upon themselves to create new laws, which they have no right to do. I'm totally opposed to that. Well, the thing of it is, you know, the, the locals back in the time of uh, Peter and the boys tried to stop them too. And you can't talk in this name. And they said, well, we can't help but to it. And then, you know, we'll, we'll obey God rather than man. And that's pretty much the way it is. You know, you don't like it, that's too bad. You know, that's... It's really going to come down to that. You know, that's why I, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, there's no way I would function in an Iranian society. I wouldn't function in Pakistani or a Hindu or any other society. China? No, no. Uh, China? No, I don't care. You know, I, I'm not going to do it. I won't do it. And that's just all there is to it. I'll find a way, and especially in some of these ludicrous laws, and we found them in both uh, India and in Pakistan, among others, who said, you know, you can't even pray in your own home. And so, you know, if they catch them praying silently, yeah, screw That's you people. That's ludicrous. Yeah, you people, you know, because they're frightened to death. And I'll tell you, they, all of these people serve Satan. All of these uh, foreigners that, uh, well, any of them that don't know the Lord, you know, you're in darkness. That's right. And so there's nothing uh, that the devil hates more than the prayers of believers. You know, the Lord said, you know, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Once you become a Christian, that's how much power you got. All you have to do is resist him. That's right. You don't have to call out Ghostbusters. All you have to do is resist him. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Get away from me, Slewfoot, in Jesus' name. I mean, the bottom line of it is that's the way it is. Now, if we're over in Baghdad now, the Assyrian International News Agency puts out a lot of things. And, of course, uh, the Iraqi Prime Minister, Al-Kadimi, they said they're trying to build a strong state and army to counter violence, corruption, and force. Uh, the country's militias uh, to hand over their weapons. That's what they're trying to do. That's according to the Chaldean Patriarch uh, speaking to Asia News. And uh, the Chaldean primate, that's of course the Chaldean because of Iraq, um, the Iraqi government and the country's leaders appear united in the resolve to fight against crime, kidnapping, ethnic and sectarian tensions and stop those who operate outside the laws of the land. Well, that would be good. That would be good to get some protection back in there for the church. And in recent week, the government uh, there in Iraq has hoped to reform the country and boost the economy. Uh, but they have met resistance from groups and militias that continue to sow violence and confusion. And that's what they do. What do you think that uh, Antifa and BLM are doing? They're sowing violence and confusion. And the bottom line of it is, you got to take them down. It's a good thing I'm not, you know, I just wouldn't put up with it. I think it's nonsense. I think what these people, these democratic-run organizations and governments are doing are wrong. It's against the law. They're violating their own people's rights. And they're using, you know, COVID to get away with it. And they don't tell all these moronic Antifa and BLM dudes and dudettes, you know, uh, nothing. They let, let them do it. Unless, of course, you're in Florida. If you want to riot, go down to Florida, and they'll catch your butt and throw it in prison, prison. So there are a few of them that won't put up with it. That's right. So that's the bottom line there. So uh, good for Iraq. And I, I really do hope that they get some, some semblance of organization and peace and uh, thing for all their people there.
And yeah, course, I hope so. Let's see. We've been a lot of places already today. We just got done with Iraq. Now, Lebanon had that big explosion there, as everybody well remembers. And they're still recovering. And the churches are still on the streets. This is according to an article from evangelicalfocus.com. And uh, so the churches, when they get on the street, of course, they pray with the people and give them free Bibles and do what they can. And they said this blast left nearly 200 dead, 6,000 injured. And they said there is a lot of changes. They continue to search for people. They continue to collect debris. And they're having an economic crisis. Well, that would be an economic crisis right there. And then, of course, they had protests that followed what happened. Why would you protest? Why aren't you just putting your energy into helping the country instead of protesting? Oh, I know. Just can't understand it. And, of course, there's the head of of a Christian NGO called Together for the Family. They work in a Lebanese camp of Becca. B-E-K-A-A, and they're hoping that the people, they say, we are sure that people will not stop taking the streets to protest, probably because of so many problems there. And they said one month after this blast, a hundred thousand people in Beirut are still homeless. Wow. Some have fixed their houses, others don't have the money or their houses completely destroyed. Many streets are destroyed, most of the stores, bars and restaurants have not even thought of starting to fix their facilities because of the eco- economy. That's sad. And even far from the blast, churches and, you know, everybody else, the port, almost everybody suffered as a result. That was a huge blast. And the material that the, that was in it, I can't remember what it was, but I've seen an article, I think it was last week, that they actually found more of that material. You're kidding me. Oh, my goodness. I mean, how does that material get in there? The first stuff we actually talked about because they had traced that. But how does that stuff get in there? So, folks, when you look at it, you can see plainly the chaos that's going all around. And the Lord uses this time to draw us to him. You know, the, the, you know even, you know, I mean, I, I make no mistake about it, and so does Tower. We draw close to the Lord in times like this. You cannot make it through. You've got kids, you've got grandkids, you've got friends, you've got relatives, you've got neighbors. I'm sure you have all of those. And in times of stress, you're concerned about a lot of them. And that's when you need to take it. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep or guard your minds, your hearts, uh, in Christ Jesus. So let your requests be made known unto God. Don't fret and worry about them. Sometimes we do anyway. We get concerned. And it's not that you you know, you know, are overtly worrying all the time. It's just that it is bothersome. It's a burden. You carry it with you many times because there's that pressure. You know, something isn't right. There's people trying to overthrow. And so you have to constantly focus on the Lord. That's right, amen. But the Lord is able to deliver you, and he's able to deliver us, all of us, and make a way for us. Thank God. Now, we do have another one here, and this is kind of a weird... It's bizarre. It's horrible. You know, when I seen this, I thought, you know, that's... Crazy. It's crazy. It is. It's just like, 
Yeah, this comes to us from Christian News Network. It's, it's about a self-described prophet. And he's been charged with first-degree murder. He gunned down his wife in front of her workplace. They'd been separated for about three months. And um, he's 35 and she's 27 and he went to her job and shot her. And then he stood over her and shot more bullets into her. And they took her to the hospital, but she was pronounced dead. And um, Detective Matthew Rogers outlined a a during outlined during a press conference on Wednesday that they the couple had been separated for three months and were in the process of a divorce. And he they took Sylvester into custody, and he's being held without bond at the Orange County Jail. I think that's a good thing. I don't think you should trust him. And if he went loose on her, he could go loose on the, the public. And just pr a few days prior to the incident, he had posted on Facebook, one thing people got to understand about extremely kind, nice, loving people is that their other side is just as extreme. And he put extreme in caps. That's weird. It is. And he had 62,000 followers on Facebook. And he identified as a prophet. That is not scriptural. No. That I mean, his summation, you know, there's nothing in scripture that says that your flesh is going to overpower you. When you are in Christ, you are totally changed and that's you right. can serve God and be free and clear. Now, if you've got demons bothering you, then you're no prophet, I can tell you that. Yeah, and, and see, people don't realize this, I don't think, a lot of times. They see the word prophet, and he's got all these followers, 62,000 followers on Facebook. You don't know what, by social media, you don't know what people are really like. On social media, they come across as nice and sweetie pie, but you need to be careful. You need to discern before you get on and start following these people. You need to pay attention. Yeah. Well, you know, in over two decades of working online and building websites and maintaining everything that we do, writing and everything online i have come to know what's online and you know take it from me in all those times and all the emails and the times that our sites have been hacked i know what's online and between you and me we've managed uh, the christians the believers and many other different groups have managed to carve out a niche a place where we can share what we believe but the bottom line of it is, the Internet is one of the most dangerous things that's yes, ever been created. I absolutely utilize this to get the gospel around. We have friends around the world we contact with, and we've seen great outreaches. But let me tell you that the technology and everything combined will enslave mankind, and it will bite you. I think it already has. Yes, it has. And this is exactly why Antifa and BLM in America can be so coordinated. You take down the Internet in their area, you will take down their ability to keep in touch. That would be a good thing. Yeah. And so the bottom line of it is, it's evil. It is, I, I call it amoral, because it doesn't care. It only does what you put into it. And so anybody can put anything, and there is vile stuff online, and even darker in, in what we call the dark web. Because there you can share files and do a lot more. It is a dark hole. And... And plus, the morals that it gives to people online is not good either. They and lose their morals. They do. And uh, speaking of morals, 
you know, the first time I ran into the Southern Poverty Law Center was many, many, many years ago, probably more than two decades. I remember them from a long time ago. I've known of them for so many years, and I remember them when they were declaring, uh, you know, uh, Samaritan's Purse and Christians and anybody else an enemy. Yeah, the Southern Poverty Law Center. Yeah. And they have a controversial hate map, and Amazon is using it, and you shouldn't use anything from the SPLC. These people are just absolutely corrupt to the core. They're liberal corrupt. And uh, a group of 100 Orthodox Jewish rabbis stepped up and they're requesting Amazon quit using them. I don't know whether Jeff Bezos would ever do that or not. He's got so much money he don't have to care about anything. Yeah. And uh, th that's really the problem you have online, too, is that we haven't really controlled these major companies online. And so now they're the ones in charge, even during the election. And uh, so far, we haven't had a good response in controlling those online and stopping them from doing what they're doing. And uh, they have people that are doing things that are totally wrong and banning people, mostly conservatives, and it's just a, a moronic thing. Of course, many years ago, I, I talked about this. I told you where it was headed, and it's going that way. That eventually Christians will be totally barred from it, except for the lukewarm ones. You're going to have to do exactly what they say. So uh, Amazon, uh, you know, and uh, the SPLC, that's not a good marriage. It's not a marriage made in heaven, I can tell you. And, uh, and of course... Their list has led some organizations to blacklist Christian groups outright. And, of course, CBN News reported that as well, but a long time ago I was talking about it because uh, that's what they were doing then. I haven't paid any attention to the SPLC. I give no quarter to them. I, I don't give them any credit whatsoever except for being wrong and being biased and full of hate and full of baloney. And according to the SPLC, Christians can only incite hate. Mus Muslims can only be its victims. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's like a lie. It's the opposite. Well, yeah, the Christians are the victims at the hands yeah. of radical Muslims and, exactly. and radical Hindus. And also they're the victims at the hands of the North Korean government, at the hands of the communist Chinese government. They're at the hands of uh, Boko Haram, Al-Shabaab, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, and many other groups. They're swarming Fulani all over Africa. Yeah, the Fulani herdsmen in Nigeria. We could sit here and tell you a whole pile of things about this. And uh, so uh, I categorically tell you to stay away from the SPLC and unless they get their uh, I doubt they'll ever change because that's who they are it's just disgusting and so today as we look at it and, and we contemplate uh, you know the prophecy news and, and everything uh, I also wanted to share this and we, I've been doing this for some time uh, I have a new classic worn radio series, and uh, I take older shows because I'm I'm go I go through all my old posts and things and and update them and things like it. It's quite an extensive process, and I find some of them. And one of them today that we just published was on uh, uh, when uh, um, Pastor Brunson was being held. And we were doing a show about all of our news, and he was one of the head features that we covered. So if you ever want to go back and find out what was the news back uh, then like, and are we any different, that's what these a lot of these articles are. And uh, the shows are like that, too. They won't have any videos, because I'm doing away with the videos on all, the, all of our uh, radio shows. And if we do videos, they'll be separate. Now, our video site on Vimo is still going. Uh, we still pay for it, and, and it uh, has people going through it all the time. I'm, I'm always getting stuff from them. 
Uh, so you can find us on Vimo as well. But uh, the bottom line of it is, Tower, we are in a lot of trouble worldwide, and you can oh, see we are. the shaking. You know it. Yes, you can. You know, you know, we are truly in the last of the last days. Yeah, and, and another thing that you can do, folks, and that is, uh, you know, take some time out to intercede for the persecuted church. Take some time out to pray for, you know, your government here in America or wherever you live. And, uh, you know, you need to intercede and you need to, you know, block some of these principalities and powers. You, you need to do something. And you, you're not going to be able to, you know, and whenever I pray, you know, or talk about this, you know, there is a spiritual warfare. But if you're not adept at spiritual warfare... You better do some praying and fasting first because the devil will challenge you on spiritual warfare. You know, as as I always tell a story, you know, you have a guy and and the devil showed up and he rebuked him for doing something and the devil stood there. And he says, what are you doing there? I rebuked you. And he says, well, I know what you did. And he says, "Uh, the difference between me and you is I believe in what you say and you don't. See, the devil and the demons know whether you have faith. They know whether you're living in sin. And and you need to understand, if you're going to fight the devil, make sure your slate is clean and under the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because you're not going to do anything except get in trouble. But you need to be praying for your family. You need to be praying for all of them. And, uh, you know... You need to be interceding for them. You need to be asking God to forgive them and uh, moving forward. And because you are, you know, you think this is something we we haven't even entered into the tough stuff yet. And I have been praying in America that God would grant us mercy in the midst of His judgment, and that we could keep this thing going for another generation or two. Give us more time to get the message out and. But yes, God's, God's going to do what God does. And he's a righteous God. And, and if his you, judgments are righteous. They are righteous. And if, if you don't haven't been following our Isaiah series, that's been a mistake. You need to follow that and listen. Because when you go through the prophets, you can get a lot of stuff pertaining to Christianity. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, that's right. Amen. It's a great series. And, of course, we got a different one on Friday. And I think we're on part three with this one. House Divided, Fighting God, the Kingdom War. Well, that sounds really good. You know, when you talk about a house divided, (laughs) I mean... It reminds me, my latest book, The Rising, Part 2 in the Steel series, uh, it's been completely written now, and we're in the editing stage. I've been editing it all along, but this is like in the final edits. This is when I hand it over to one of my editors to look at, and uh, she's not finished yet, and then i got to look at it. We hope to get it uh, done by published by the end of the year and in distribution. But uh, when I wrote this book, I had it mostly finished by March, long before anything happened uh, in America. And what I wrote in the book is a prophetic look at what happened in America. And my other book, Steal the Darkness, is to both of those books uh, are coming out Uh, the first book has been out but this one they're both prophetic in the story that they tell and how it applies to America there's a lot of things that you can look in there and see that uh, is behind the scenes here in America yep that's true and so steal the darkness and this part uh, the second book is the rising and uh we're still determining whether or not I want to publish it on Amazon because 
Amazon is really notorious for pulling all your books and all your materials and everything. If they if if you get an area they don't like, so we're not sure where we're going to publish it, but uh, more than likely we will self-publish it again. So, uh, at any rate, check this out. Also, don't forget to go over on MeWe. We have a page, a Watchman Institute page. We just put it up there some time ago. We're getting quite a number of people over there. And uh, we're also on USA.Live and on Parlor and on Clout Hub. So Tower, you know, when we look at everything, it is gut-wrenching to see what's going on around oh, the world. Oh, it is. It's so disturbing. If you don't have faith, it just, it'll destroy you spiritually and you know you you have to work at faith that's right you have to exercise it every day so at any rate don't forget we got a show tomorrow night too yes that's um isaiah's prophetic book part 64 it's death covenant or the mercy of God. So join us for that. That'll be exciting. And then on Friday, we'll have part three of the Kingdom War. That's really a, a good a good little series because uh, we get in a lot of uh, spiritual battle stuff. And we're both in the New and the Old Testament and, you know... We do that on a on a usually on a Friday morning, but uh, in these days we pray that you're okay. Yes, Amen. And, and if if you do need to, Tower told you what you needed to do in order to get your prayer requests or anything else over yes, to us. Go to warn-usa.com to our contact page, and you can send your information there, and we take your prayer request seriously before the Lord. And so, uh, you know, when it, when it comes right down to it, folks, we're all watching the election. We're watching what God is going to do. That's what I do. I'm a watchman. I watch. I've been doing this for a long time. And uh, we preach the Word of God. We teach the Word of God. We warn and exhort. And uh, I write books, and I've written a ton of articles, and I've written a number of other books, and that's what I do, filled with the Word of God. We thank everybody who listens, everybody who passes our posts on. You know, you get it, send it out, and share it. You know, tell people, and uh, help us to get this Word out. We, we're on a lot of different uh, places where people can listen to us. That's our radio network that we've put together. And so be sure to help us get this thing going even more because we are in this time frame we're we're starting to see a lot more people coming to various places where we're on now and so well, that's exciting and and I really think that's because you know the pressure that the shaking in the world you know there, there's one way to get a lukewarm christian out of being lukewarm and that's threaten his life <laughs> make it <laughs> uncomfortable and and you begin to think, you know, hey, you know, I need to start thinking about this, you know. That's right. That's what God is doing, trying to get you to think. So you make the right decisions, and he starts with the inside out. And then applies a little pressure on the outside to make you uncomfortable. Yeah, well, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot, that... Um because of this COVID and all the rules and regulations and lockdowns, people are being isolated. And I want... They are. I want people to know, I want you to know, you, you that are listening, you're not alone. We care about you. We pray for you. And God's there with you. And I, I know this is a tough time. So you can write to us and we'll be praying for you. We love you guys. We pray for you. And we hope the best for all of you. May God richly bless you tonight. Yep. We're going to have to go. Uh, so. Okay. Well, good night, everybody. We love you. 
Shalom, everybody. Have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. This is The Watchman. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.